I paused my speaking. I froze in my tracks. I clutched my heart. My head started spinning. What the hell is happening to me? I said before I completely blacked out. You have tuned into Breaking the Mask of Depression with your host, Diva with Depression. Hey guys, what's going on with you? Welcome to Breaking the Mask of Depression with me, your host, the Diva with Depression. I hope you guys are doing well. How's it going? Are you protecting your mental and your physical health? The world feels like it's spinning on its head right now. So I know everybody's stressed. Happy Black History Month. I hope you guys are doing something special for those that do participate. I hope that you guys are doing special things daily. I'm so excited because I see a lot of creators uh, taking the time to speak out and and highlight some of the amazing work that black and brown people have done in our communities in every area i see in the health area the mental health area sports there are some amazing creators on twitter and if you go over there and and type in you know black history facts black history month you will see that there are some amazing content creators out there that are making us prouder Some people will say proud. I'm going to say prouder. So today, I have something special to share. Well, it's not that special, (laughs) okay? But it's something that's very common. It's very scary. And it's shared by millions of us. Anxiety. Yes. Listen. Anxiety is a pain in the ass, just like every other illness, mental illness, (laughs) whatever you want to call it. It is scary um because with everything unknown of course that's scary but anxiety has always been passed off as something that was you know uh either we were causing it ourselves or it wasn't that important or you know oh get over it well get over it with everything but it's sort of like OCD like we think we've been taught that OCD is washing your hands too much or, you know, make sure the stove is turned off and there's so much more to it. And so this is the same thing with an anxiety disorder. There is so much more to it. Now, minorities are more prone to anxiety because, well, you know why, (laughs) you know, we wake up every morning, we have anxiety existing in the world just causes anxiety. And so it's a given that we would suffer in large numbers. Um, Girls and women suffer the most, as usual, as if we don't always have too much shit to worry about. And Native Americans suffer the most. So, you know, it's not something that is, is easy to live with, and it's not something to be taken lightly. So y'all know I got a Google fact, (laughs) you know. General is actually, I'm going to tell you the, the correct name, generalized, generalized anxiety disorder and 
anxiety disorder. Millions of us live with it. And anxiety is a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease, concern about something or someone. Now, I know what my anxiety looks like. <laughs> you know, I have a lot of things that cause me anxiety. As a matter of fact, just today, I received something that really set my anxiety, you know, spinning. And I had to reach out to my sister and my daughter to, you know, sort of step in and calm me down, talk me, talk me down, because I am already a worry ward. <laughs> Everything gives me anxiety. But like I said, it was always something that we took lightly. You know, oh, well, she just gets nervous when she does this. Oh, he's only nervous in this situation when anxiety is actually a major disorder. It shows up in so many ways. And I'm not sure if, you know, there are good ways to handle it, bad ways to handle it. I never use those terms when it comes to coping mechanisms because what's good for me might not be good for the next person. So everyone is going to have their way of coping, especially when you're when you're knee deep in it. What I described at the beginning of the episode is really how I felt the first time that I had a severe anxiety attack or went into panic mode, which I'll discuss later. So um, anxiety can look like fear, socially awkward, shy and quiet when we're in when we're out in social settings and people are like, why is she so quiet? Why is he sitting over there not talking? Maybe some people are anxious. I know that I am anxious in social situations. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> but um, you can just stop going to activities altogether. And so there are different pacing is uh, another way that people show that they're having anxiety. Biting your nails. Um, I, I know people that bite their nails to the quick. Uh, my brother-in-law used to be like that. And you know, they have to, you know, put hot sauce on your, your nails. So, you know, when you're younger, my, my uncle did that with, with me because I was sucking my thumb or something and they put hot sauce on your hands. So you're not biting your nails or sucking your tongue. Um, so there are different ways that it shows up. And like I said, with everybody, it's different and there's different ways to handle it because you know what works best for you. I know what works best for me and we can't just, of course, it's generalized anxiety, but there's no general way to talk yourself calm. That's what I'll say because I say talk me down, but talk yourself calm. And there are different types of anxiety disorder. And what one person will present as is different from another person what they will present as so that so we have generalized anxiety disorder which i just said to you anxiety disorder now anxiety disorder can come because of other conditions that you're living with uh, it could be a medical condition it could be you know uh, a psychological condition um, and so then that will send you into an anxiety disorder uh, medication induced anxiety disorder now, listen, I've seen 
impatient. Um, I've seen people have panic attacks after they take a medication. I know that there was a medication that I was given it. I want to say right before I went inpatient my first time, uh, no, my second time, and it, it, the feeling that I was getting from medication alone caused me to have an anxiety attack. There's separation anxiety disorder, social anxiety disorder. Phobias are part of an anxiety because if you have agoraphobia, that is a form of anxiety. And so these are ways that we didn't, we, these, we didn't know that these existed. You just said, Hey, she suffers with anxiety. And so we have to be aware that there are different disorders under the anxiety umbrella. And as always, and I'll probably say this a million times while I'm talking, when you find that you're, you're living with these conditions or having these symptoms, please make sure that go to, if you don't feel comfortable going to a psychiatrist, go to your primary care physician and let them know what your symptoms are because they are the ones that can tell you whether you are having full-blown panic attacks, anxiety attacks, or if it's caused by something more. And so your, your primary care physician is always the one that should make you, help you understand what's going on with in you know your body because look like I said being an extrovert that who who knows you know who would have thought that that's part of anxiety and if we would have spoken to someone about how we were feeling because there's no shame in being an introvert and there's there should be no shame for you to tell your doctor if that's one of your symptoms, difficulty concentrating. My brain, I already told y'all, hamster on the wheel. Difficulty sleeping. Most people, you know, automatically go to insomnia is caused by whatever, you know, but we don't think about the fact that anxiety could be a reason why you're not sleeping. PTSD is a reason why I don't sleep, why my insomnia is so bad. And so, again, if the sleeping part is affecting your daily life, which it, it would if, if you're not getting any sleep, tell your doctor, stomach aches, muscle tension, sweaty palms. <laughs> you know, you just think that you're nervous. When, you know, oh, my, my hands are sweating because I'm nervous. I'm going to meet such and such or I'm going to go some, somewhere. But it could, in fact, be part of your anxiety disorder. Rapid heartbeat. Like I said in the beginning, clutching my heart because your, your heart starts racing. You know, if, if you get too nervous, being irritable. See, I just thought that I was a grump, <laughs> you know, but who knew that there's a reason why I'm a grump. So. You know, those are, are those are symptoms that you would want to pay attention to and you want to discuss them. Um, it's hard to identify the source if you're not paying attention. So you know that if going into a certain social situation, maybe that sort of makes you nervous. Going to work makes you nervous. Talking to a certain person makes you nervous. 
if these things are causing you to, I want, I guess, have physical reactions, then that's something that you should talk to your doctor about immediately. Now, if it's person, this is a sidebar. <laughs> if this is a person that causes you to have an anxiety attack, that causes you to be nervous, there, that's a, that's a key. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You need to back up and sort of think about why this person is causing you so much stress and anxiety. But the reactions, if it's the physical reactions, then that's something that you should definitely talk to your doctor about. And here's the thing, because you know, you guys know that I'm big on mental illness being genetic, hereditary, anxiety is the same. There could be a family history of anxiety. Um, now, here's a curse word. It's a curse word for me. Excessive use of caffeine. How fucking dare they <laughs> tell me that my coffee is causing problems? How dare they? I mean, <sighs> but it's true, guys. Um, anxiety can come along when you're drinking too much caffeine or tobacco. And, and I never knew that. I never knew that tobacco caused anxiety or well, signs of anxiety. I always thought, and, and I, well, I, I guess I was going to share this later, but you know how people say, oh, I'm going to go have a smoke because they're in a setting that they're not comfortable in. I know, um, Shane, I know I used to smoke and that was one of the ways that I dealt with my anxiety when I was somewhere I, I didn't want to be or somewhere that was overwhelming. I would go smoke a cigarette. I know uh, I used to work with a woman that would be the same way. Oh my gosh, we have, I, I have to talk at a meeting. Let me go have a smoke first. So I never realized that tobacco can be causing anxiety symptoms. I always thought that tobacco was calming anxiety symptoms. I already knew about the stupid ass caffeine thing, but, but I didn't know about tobacco. And, you know, listen, we live in a world where there is cause for worry. You know, if you're watching the news and you see things, that's going to cause you worry. If you have children, <laughs> you, you're going to worry for the rest of your life. Doesn't matter how old they are. My babies are grown, but I, I always worry about them when they're out and about and, you know, um, your pets. You can worry about your pets. I know my daughter, her doggy is her baby. He is my grand doggy too. But, you know, whenever he's out of sorts, she is so nervous and she gets so upset. So, you know, it, that could be the worry, the cause of your worry. Money, financial issues. I was just talking to my sister, one of my sisters about the cost of groceries right now. Listen, that shit will cause anxiety <laughs> right there in the middle of the store because these prices are out of control. But, you know, yes, it is hard to identify the specific source, but you know how to recognize what's going on in your body. You, you know how to recognize what doesn't feel well, you know, what doesn't make you feel well, what sort of, you know, 
feels off, you know, and when it becomes extreme, extreme means that, listen, I'm not going anywhere because everywhere causes me anxiety. Every gathering will cause me anxiety. Every time I go to school, I get anxious, go to work. You know, you start to avoid work because of the anxiety caused by, you know, there could be a a million things, but your manager or your responsibilities at work. Those are things that can trigger your anxiety. So you try to avoid it. You don't want to answer the phone. Listen, I put into a whole episode on the phone thing. (laughs) I know I keep saying it. But I think this season I am definitely going to do it and maybe have a round table because the phone gives me agita. I mean, drop. And I, I'm not the only one. You know, I, I thought I was the only one, but I'm not. And answering the phone, making a phone call. If you have to make a phone call to sort of, you know, maybe you have to call about a bill or maybe you have to call about school or something that you're nervous about you don't know what the answer is going to be that's especially oh my gosh that can drive you crazy so you're not you don't want to make phone calls everything is through text and email you don't want to answer the phone because you don't know if bad news is on the other side and so these are these are anxiety symptoms and some are more severe than other you're always worried you're always feeling like you can't do nothing right or everybody else is better than you. It's always something, you know, you can't rest because your mind is racing. And so, and, and these are things that, you know, for so many years, we've passed it off as, oh, you know, it's just a thing, you know, or maybe I'm just being ridiculous. Uh, maybe I'm making too much out of stuff, but it, it's not too much. You know, you're not. Anytime, and I want you to drill this in your head, anytime you are not feeling yourself, whatever that self can be, if you're feeling unsettled, if you're not feeling well physically, not feeling well mentally, you're not exaggerating. You know that, you know that it's severe enough for you to step back and go talk to somebody, or at least I want you guys to always write down how you're feeling. You know, I know that if there are certain things, and we may not be always be in a position to write things down, but you have your phone all the time. You should see my note section on my phone, on my phone. But you write down how you're feeling at a specific time. Write down your symptoms. I know that if certain things pop up that I that are really really sending me in the wrong direction I'll say it that way I write it down in my phone so I can make sure to talk to my therapist about it Um, so if you notice that you know say your your hands are sweating all the time and you, you know when you get into certain situations write that down you can cause headaches anxiety can cause headaches write that down you know, why is why am I feeling like this? Why does this feel like when I when I do A, then that means that my anxiety is triggered. Write it down. If 
startled easily. You know how some people are so nervous that you can scare them easily? That's a sign of anxiety. Counting. I, I didn't know that until today, but I, I get it. That's something that you will do to occupy your mind because you're in a setting or you're in a, a headspace that is making you nervous. You worry about your health. Difficulty speaking up. I can, I can understand. I can see that. I can see that. I, it, what, you know, you ever listen to celebrities talk and some of them talk about how, you know, you'll say, somebody will say, Oh, you were amazing in that role. And they'll say, Oh, you have no idea how nervous I was or, or how, you know, doubtful I was that I was going to get through that. Many of us are walking the street feeling like <laughs> we're not we're not worthy, we're not talented. You your heart, I already talked about your heart. I had that written down three times at three different places because that's my thing. That's a big thing for me. The when my heart starts racing, um, tingly hands, tingly legs. I know that I have restless I can get restless leg syndrome. And that, you know, like that'll cause me to sort of shake, shake, shake my leg, shake my hand. And so I didn't know that the rest of the leg syndrome was something that was attached to anxiety and mental illness. I had no idea. And so I had to start looking it up because I had to talk to my doctor. I'm like, this is really weird. You know, it's very uncomfortable. I don't know if any of you go through that, but <laughs> it's very uncomfortable. So these are, I mean, those are big things that you're dealing with. And so you have to stop believing that it's not enough for you to get help. Anxiety, I'm going to say this out loud, y'all. Anxiety can be severe. It could be debilitating. And it needs to be addressed so you can live healthy. You can live calmly, you know, move through the world. And that means that a therapist might be necessary, medication might be necessary, talk, you know, talk therapy, um, different types of therapy, meditation. These are things that you're going to try and you're going to find out what works and you're going to go with it after you talk to your doctor, especially if they're physical. Now, Here's my big anxiety. Social anxiety. Y'all, I can't even. I can't even. This is another thing that is possibly hereditary. I mean, good Lord, what isn't passed down? But it, it's positive. It's, there's a positive possibility that it is also genetic and passed down and so social anxiety is also a phobia social phobia is what is called social anxiety and it's characterized by a google fact y'all you listening <laughs> it's characterized by an intense fear of social social situations and the fear of being scrutinized judged or embarrassed by others Y'all, y'all, isn't that something? Like going to school and there's a bully, panic. I went through that too. 
panic, panic, panic. It's, it's disabling and it's anxiety on 52. <laughs> it's anxiety on speed and it's sudden. Like the, the level is so sudden that you don't have time to even catch your breath, you know, um, because it's, it's an, it's an, a feeling of overwhelm. Like you are underwater. I think that's, that's the right way to say it. Like you're underwater. You can't breathe. You can't swim. Oh my goodness. I'm getting it. I'm getting a panic attack just, <laughs> just thinking about it, but it is. And, and it, like I said, it's fear. It's, Physical symptoms could be heart, your heart racing, like I said, sweating, blushing. Sometimes it could be that you can't even find the right words. You can't even speak properly. And th that's a thing. That's really a thing, y'all. Like, you're thinking, what the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I get process this thought? Because you're in the, the room with a million fucking people and everybody's staring at you and they're waiting for you to talk. That's why you can't <laughs> you can't speak. So it it's it could take on a form that is truly, truly overwhelming. And so if you go into speaking gigs, you know, presentations, parties and social gatherings, let me tell you, I really have to talk to myself to make me go. A perfect example, the organization that I volunteer for was having their Christmas social. And I, it took me, I mean, I knew about it for a month and I was like, I'm not going, I'm going, I'm not going, I'm going. Everything that could go wrong well, not really wrong. I mean, I, I just, the outfit made me panic. Like, what if I look ugly? Um, the shoes, <laughs> what if, what if my feet hurt? I mean, everything. And then I had a hard time getting an Uber. Oh my goodness. And so it, I just drove myself completely crazy. And then when I got there, it was even worse because I didn't know a lot of people there. And so I had to go get something to drink to keep my hand occupied. I had to sort of look at my phone every few minutes, you know, to make it look like I was, you know, <laughs> doing something because I was so, so nervous. And that's, that's why it's very hard for me to be in social situations. And I know that that's funny because here I am <laughs> talking to y'all, <laughs> but I'm talking to y'all for my, my office. <laughs> I'm not standing in front of you talking. When I did a speaking engagement, uh, the year before last, and I mean, the sweat was just pouring down at, and that was at the rehearsal. So the next day when I had to actually go on stage, <laughs> the man that put on my mic, he whispered to me and said, I put a bottle of water and some napkin right next to your chair because I was so nervous. Oh my goodness. I was so nervous. And so being the center of attention, I don't like attention. And I know a lot of people that don't like attention. Eating or drinking in front of people. There, listen, I've I've seen this. People will not, or you know, they'll just nibble a little bit <laughs> and take the doggy back home so they can finish their dinner. Especially if you're on your first date. None of us like to do that. But um, but yeah, they don't like 
you know, you're afraid that you're eating fun, you know, the way you eat is funny. Um, drink in front of others, you know, you might swallow too loud. And it's just, you know, it sounds trivial, but it's not. It's really not. And it can really alter the way you function, really. And it can alter the way you live if your social anxiety is as severe as I have it. <laughs> and others, like millions of people have it, you know, because think about it. If you're bullied at school, you have to go to school every single day. So that means that you're going to be anxious every single day. And, you know, like when you're a child and something makes you nervous, you can wet the bed. Um, you can start biting your fingers when you're younger. Different things that we have to pay attention to in our children. That's how it shows up, you know, because there's something going on at school. Somebody said something bad or something about the way they dress, something about the way their hair is done, talking about their parents. There are so many, listen, kids, kids can be cool as shit, man, but these are the things that start um, mimicking anxiety. So you have to pay attention to things like that because it's not just being shy. It's really not just being shy. And that's not to say that people aren't really shy, but it's not just being shy. There is a reason why we are the way that we are. And it's because we have social situations that are really, really overwhelming. And y'all, guess what? Anxiety got a cousin, y'all. A, a cousin down the street named Panic. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and panic attacks are more severe than generalized anxiety attacks. Panic attacks, Google that, panic attacks is a sudden uh, acute and disabling anxiety. It's severe anxiety, y'all. It's like you're, <laughs> when it comes on, you feel like you're heading to the upper room. You know how Fred Sanford used to grab his chest and say he was joining Elizabeth? That's a panic attack. And it's more it's 10 times more than a general anxiety attack. I'll tell you the differences, some of the differences. So a panic attack is a sudden rush of adrenaline and your body goes into fight or flight mode. And it takes a while for you to come back down. You feel like you're going to die. And I swear, I'm reading this from something. So like I just said, grabbing your heart. And your heart is pounding, you're out of breath, you get dizzy. It just, it's, oh boy, you really do, it's really a physical thing. You can pass out, your head, your legs get weak, you know, as opposed to anxiety, which is, you know, brain, brain fog and irritability. And anxiety is something that builds up over time. And so, Perfect example, like I just said about the party. I had time to <laughs> sort of 
get myself together to go where I had to go. And and so then that's that's how general anxiety is. Like you, you it's building up slowly and you're you're battling it <laughs> along the way. But a panic attack is sudden. And so you, you you just don't know what the hell is going on. I mean the dizziness is crazy, crazy. And it's major. So that's another thing. Like, listen to me. I'm telling you what it is. Write these things down. <laughs> if you go to the supermarket and all of a sudden you have a panic attack, write down what happened. Write down what triggered it. If you know what triggers it, because sometimes you don't know what triggers it. If And I, I've seen people even watching TV, but I've talked to people that have gone to the ER because they thought they were having a heart attack and they were actually having a panic attack. That's how severe it is, y'all. So, listen, it it's so it's very sudden. It's very sudden. So please don't be embarrassed. Please don't, because it's it's not just a mental thing. It's a physical thing too, and it could send you into you could people have shakes people pass out you know so don't ever be embarrassed or don't even think that you're bothering someone like if you are in the midst of a panic attack you have to tell somebody and preferably find somebody that can sort of talk to you and calm you down calm you down calm you down Panic attacks are severe. Anxiety attacks can be, you know, severe, but mild, middle, but panic attacks are usually more sudden. So you definitely have to pay attention to the signs because you don't want to hurt yourself. Because say you're by yourself and you have a panic attack and fall, you can bump your head. What if you're driving and have a panic attack? You can hurt yourself and you can hurt somebody else. So that panic attack is definitely, definitely something that you want to pay attention to and you don't want to keep it to yourself. You want to say it out loud, y'all. Say it out loud so that you can learn about what it is. You can learn how to cope. You can learn the signs. Not that the signs are going to be, because the signs are going to be different every single time. And the situation is going to be different. So but pay attention to how you're feeling in each and every situation and, and learn whether it's a panic attack or whether anxiety attack. Learn the differences because you don't want to hurt yourself and you don't want anyone else to get hurt. If you recognize it in your children, Take them to get help. Teach them some coping skills because you don't want them to be in a situation where they can hurt themselves and you're not around or nobody's around or they're at school and there's nobody there to help them. So watch your babies. Pay attention to your babies. There's always a reason for everything that they do. I know 
there was reasons for what I did as a child. And the best thing that you can do for your babies is to teach them how to cope. Teach them that there's no shame in having the disorders. Teach them how to live with the disorder and not just live with the disorder, but live out loud with the disorder. Because listen, we kick an ass and taking names, anxiety or not. <laughs> so start teaching your babies now how to cope with it. And give them, I'm going to give you some tips right now. Teach them to your kids. They said that these are some of the hobbies for people with anxiety. Writing, write, write, write. And I know that everybody says write. Keep a journal. <laughs> Take a note. Do this, do that. But writing really does um, give you a type of release because you're you're getting it out. And that way it, can, it doesn't stay in your head. We were just talking. I, I forgot who I was talking to about keeping a notepad by your bed so that you could write down what's in your mind and that'll help you fall asleep. But writing, dancing, <clears throat> I love a good twirl, <laughs> you know, so dance when you feel like your anxiety is, is overwhelming. Turn on some music, put on your headphones, chill out, and shake a leg. Reading, and not something, don't read something that's going to, you know, trigger you. Read something that's going to make you feel better. Reading, Read something that's going to empower you. Hell, read about how to cope with the anxiety attack. Walks, animals. Of course, the research shows, and, and I can tell you that it's true, that having a pet helps with mental illness immensely because you're taking care of someone. And yes, it's a someone and they are giving you unconditional love and it's just a, it's just a feeling of calm. So if you don't want to have an animal at home, you can volunteer at a pet shelter or at a pet store. Yoga, movies, watch funny movies or watch inspiring movies. Cook. I love to cook. And yes, that, that does help. It does help. And it does, you don't have to be a five-star chef. Nobody asks you to be Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Just go in the kitchen and cook something that you like. And, and those are fun ways to cope with anxiety attacks. Panic attacks are the same way. Exercise. Focus. I know that I was reading something when, when I was preparing for this. They said to focus on, if you're outside, like focus on an object and that will sort of calm you down. Zero in on the person. You know how if you're, you're freaking out somewhere and someone will shake you and say, look at me, look at me. And looking at you directly in your eyes, it takes your focus off of what's going on around you. So find like a focal point. It says, like, I, I read this three, four times <laughs> since yesterday. It says raise the temperature of your body. So I guess that's the same as saying to exercise, right? Because that'll up the temperature on your body. Okay, I get it. Breathe. Learn some breathing techniques. You know, when somebody's like, oh, breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, hold it for four. Breathe out, hold it for four. 
those are different ways that I have learned to sort of cope with an attack that comes on. It doesn't matter. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's no wrong way. Your coping mechanism is your coping mechanism. And it's your personal way to help you to feel better, help you to cope, and help you to learn how to live. You know, I I have I have ways now. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. I have ways that I know when I am spiraling. I can't always stop the spiral, but I know when it's coming. And that is it took me 16 years to figure that out. That I know that if I start retreating, if I start acting a certain way, if certain things start to affect me differently, I know that I am a I'm in a downward spiral. That's what you have to do. You have to start paying attention to, you know, they say pay attention to your body, but pay attention to your mind too. And understand what may, what triggers you and try to make sure that you either don't get into that situation again or see that person again or you know how to cope if you have to be in that situation or you have to be around that person. I don't promote meds. I don't promote Mary Jane. I don't promote anything. I'm just saying that we all have a way to cope and you have to find your way of coping. And your coping mechanisms can go across the board. You can have a coping mechanism. Say, focusing on one object is the way that you cope with anxiety that may be able to cope with your depression too. Say that Standing on, that's one of my things. If I'm outside and I'm having a, a panic attack or an anxiety attack, I take my shoe off. So, and I, I hate socks, so I usually don't have them on. <laughs> but touching something cold with my foot sort of grounds me and it brings me back. So, always, always, always take your symptoms and talk to a doctor and find out what the coping mechanisms work for you what they suggest, and you go from there. And if you need help, (laughs) as I always say to you every single time, if you need help finding a care team, then please make sure that you go to DealWithDepression.com and there's there's links there to directories, okay? So I don't want you to panic. I don't want you to have anxiety. I want you to live your best life in the world. Even with everything that's going on day to day, please just find a way to cope, find a way to be peaceful, find a way to quiet your mind. And don't be ashamed to talk to someone about getting help because None of what I just discussed, anxiety, panic, none of it is trivial. If it's making you feel bad, then it's worth discussing.
Okay? And I'm so happy that I got to speak to you today. I hope that this helps someone. And if you know someone that's living with anxiety or severe panic disorder, please pass this along so they can get help too. Thank you so much for listening. Please go to DeepawayDepression.com, shoot me a note, subscribe, find me on social media. I would love to talk to you. I would love to hear what you think. I'd love to hear what you want me to talk about. So please, please, I love you guys, and I hope that you find some peace. Bye. Realize that.